Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today we are going to talk about the only conversation that really matters. But before we start talking about the conversation, I'm going to introduce my guest. Christelle Biga is a former corporate executive, TV host turned inspirational speaker, podcast host, and personal empowerment coach. She left her country of Cameroon five years ago to pursue her American dream. She barely spoke English and had no one waiting for her in the States. All she had was $2,500 on her visa card, two suitcases, and a head full of dreams. Her American dream almost turned into a nightmare when an immigration officer decided to deport her upon arrival because he said she was coming to work as a prostitute. She finally got granted the right to stay in the United States and ended up working at LAX, the same airport where she almost got deported from and where she became a manager in less than a year before quitting her job to start her coaching and speaking business. She's now an inspirational speaker, podcast host, and published writer. And against all odds, Christelle has made her American dream come true. Welcome, Christelle. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Thank you, Sophia. I'm so, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you know, it's, I always love hearing the stories of what people go through to get to their success because it, it's so common in TV and this social media world to get the impression that, well, it, it's just poof, it's magical and there it is. And there were no challenges or struggles. <laughs> yes. Life. So t- yeah, we need we need the challenges. We need it. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about your backstory. What was life like? How did you come to the dream of, oh, I want to come to America? So, yes, it's a dream that, you know, I've had for a very long time, not specifically to come to America, but to have a bigger life, mm-hmm. to have more. I know a lot of your listeners have that desire to for more in life. And sometimes you don't know exactly what that more means. But for me, it was kind of clear in my mind. I remember going to bed thinking or dreaming about being a really huge influencer in the world. The reason being, I was witnessing, I'm from Cameroon originally. That's why we have this beautiful accent from. I do so- love that accent, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So over there at the time, Rihanna was really big, changing hair colors, hairstyles. And every time she'll have a new hair color, new hairstyle, all the girls will have the same, right? Yes. (laughs) And then I was watching that and wondering and noticing first that people need guidance. That's why they're following, you know, celebrities, influencers. They want somebody to lead them. And then I said, I want to lead people, but to a place that actually shift and change their lives, not just to change their hairstyle, not yes. just to look <laughs> a certain way, but in a place, in a way that really makes them happy. Because I remember as a little girl walking on the street, looking at complete strangers and wondering, is this person happy? And I'll mm. catch myself back and say, what is your, what do you care? You don't even know this person. Mind your I, own business. I love that. I love 
that you remember having that moment in your childhood? Because Mm -hmm. when we're young, our souls speak to us much more loudly than they do as we get older because we're trained out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that you have that memory because that's like what I call a soul breadcrumb. Yes. Like this, this is something you need to follow. Exactly. And of course, I didn't know what to do with it. So those things, that's what I say when I I was the dream of coming to America wasn't for, yes, I want to come to America. No, it was just a dream of me having more to be able to achieve that little girl desire of making people happy, whatever that meant for me in my mind at the time. Right. But it was just that deep longing within myself. And I knew that where I was in Cameroon, whatever I do, because I was already doing TV over there, but I knew the impact would just be to Cameroon. And yes. I wanted something bigger. So when the opportunity to come to the United States showed up, I said, yes, that's the perfect place for me to move to. I had the option to go to Canada. My sister is there. But for some reason, I said, I'm going to America. We know family made zero sense. My family thought I was <laughs> out of my mind. Oh, well, yeah. Families generally do <laughs> when you do something like this. Where you've lost it. You've yeah, got this but- great career right here. Why are, why are you risking everything? And if you want to go somewhere, just go to Canada. Yeah, right? go to family, it's be right? There helping you out. It's <laughs> going to be easier. Exactly. And then I just knew, no, I, I know America is the land of opportunity where all dreams happen. So I had this beautiful illusion that in America, everything is possible. So I said, no, I want to go to America. That's where everything's going to happen. That's beautiful. So tell me how this opportunity showed up for you, because opportunities wear different mm-hmm. clothes for different people. Yes, for me, it was just, Again, I was doing TV. I had an event planning companies. I was really, I was already an entrepreneur, but I had that frustration. I think my brother saw it, my, my, my bigger brother, and he, he had the financial means to make, make me leave the country because he knew I wanted something bigger. So he asked me, where do you want to go? And then I said, I want to go to the United States. It made zero. My sister was like, you can come to Canada. I said, no. So he said, okay, let's make it happen. So that was for me the opportunity of somebody giving me the chance to help me out with whatever I wanted to do. So he handed the opportunity. I seized it. I said, yes, I'm leaving. Even though I never thought I would need to move from Cameroon. But when the opportunity asked me the question, I said, I'm going to the United States. So tell me about arriving in the United States. We mentioned in your biography, it did not go smoothly. It was it was a really good experience. (laughs) (laughs) I remember again, you know, landing, passing the first interview from the immigration officer asking me what I came here to do. And I was so excited. It was December 31st. So I had this all these beautiful ideas. Oh, yeah. New Year's Year's Eve, Eve. the possibility of. Yeah, exactly. So when he asked me, what are you coming to do? I said, well, I'm going to come to celebrate, maybe closer to Hollywood. Okay, first of all, you will want to ask me why LA, right? It was so random, so random. When I got my visa in December, in Cameroon, it's hot like crazy in December, pretty hot. And I knew in December, it's winter time. Yes. I wasn't ready to deal with snow. Like I didn't want to deal with it because I know I don't like wise woman. (laughs) So I went to Google true story. And people always ask you move to a place from Google. I say, yeah, that's what I did. I went to Google. I say, okay, I'm going to the U S what state doesn't have snow during winter. And I saw a couple of, (laughs) Oh my gosh, California. I remember watching this uh, TV show, Beverly Hills, nine zero two one zero. 
with Brenda, Kelly, and all of that. Oh my gosh, Hollywood is over there. Let's go. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Makes zero sense, <laughs> right? That's, it makes zero sense, but that's well, how I decided. <laughs> but you know what? Your soul will even speak to you through Google. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay, we're going to California. We're going to LA. So I land to LAX, all excited. Hollywood is here. I'm going to be so happy. And, and then... And Obama just got elected. I remember. Well, which is even better, right? <laughs> I know, right? I was like, oh my gosh, this is where I should be. And then about to exit the airport, they say, okay, pull out on this line. We need to search your bags. Cool. All right. Again, I barely speak English. So he's searching my bags and asking me questions. And I'm answering, you know, the best I can. And I don't know what he hears. All of a sudden, he decides to call a colleague. And Uh-oh. now they are searching my phone. They're asking me all these crazy questions. I'm trying to answer from like the best I can. And at some point, it was a really big dude, right? So if, I was even scared. He, I remember him going on the table with his two hands, looking at me straight on the face and saying, you know what I think? I think you came here to work as a prostitute. And I, and I was like, what? And Why? you're going to look me right in the face when yeah. you say that too. Yeah. Really? Like he was really, because it was big. So he went yeah. down mm-hmm. and again, I knew it was winter. So I was wearing a pair of jeans, tennis shoes, a shirt, jacket, and a coat. So I was really warm. It wasn't like I'm dressed, like, you know, going to provocatively. Park. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it made, I was like, why? And he said, that's what I think. And I said, you are searching my bags right now. What makes you think that I'm a prostitute? You see my clothes are regular clothes. There's nothing crazy there. He said, yeah, you know, prostitutes wear regular clothes. And I said, I know. He said, see, I knew it. You're a prostitute. How do you know that? I'm like, that's your, in my head, I'm like, that's Because <laughs> they're human beings. <laughs> Surely they've got sloppy clothes as I, well, right? <laughs> like, that's your evidence right there. Yeah, I guess that was his evidence. <laughs> And yeah, and then everything is going faster. He's calling female officers to search me. And now they are taking me to, an, at that point, I already have handcuffs. But I remember a really specific moment, which really made a difference in my mind. They sat me somewhere on the bench waiting for somebody to escort me in the office where they were supposed to process all the paperwork to deport me back. Another immigration officer was passing by. I was sitting there completely lost, confused, wondering what was happening because it was just like a nightmare. I'm, yeah. I'm going fast because he was yelling at me like for 30 good minutes. So I was so confused, so lost. And so the, other, the little bit of English that you have goes that, away in that moment. You're so, you're so stressed. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't even <laughs> properly, properly defend myself because... <laughs> I don't even know if you understand what I'm saying. If we are hearing something else, I don't even know. I, I don't know if trouble. I'm even answering the question. right. Maybe I'm even getting yeah. more in trouble. So I don't know. So the, he stopped and he looked at me after when I think about it is so, so unusual because I worked at LAX afterward and I know how crazy it gets. Nobody got an immigration officer doesn't have time to stop and talk to you for no reason. Yeah, they don't randomly, have time. Yeah. So he was passing by and I, I don't know what he saw, but he stopped. And he asked me, sister, what's going on? And then again, it, I just started talking. I didn't really remember that I wasn't really speaking good English because it was just a relief to have somebody that even cares. what. Yeah, that was willing to listen to what listen. you had to say instead so of I just, just start, judge. Yeah. Exactly. So I just started talking and he was standing. And when I stopped, 
he said some he said these words that stick to with me he said don't worry everything's going to be all right and those simple words for a complete stranger he was just made angel. me feel warm like everything's going to be all right how Absolutely. did he know that i don't know but i just believed him yeah no they your team sent you an earth angel they do exactly. that sometimes it's like just <laughs> calm down yeah. it's all right <laughs> yeah so they take me with my handcuffs now i'm bare feet because they took out my finish i'm walking across the airport like a criminal take me to that office call the airline that brought me in to you know prepare make arrangements to send me back whatever so i don't go back that night they send me to a detention center where i spent nine months in the in jail basically oh sweet jesus yeah sweet. To that's try. not what you envisioned on christmas eve <laughs> zero like yeah. at all and i remember before leaving the airport they took us from that place to a cell like around midnight so the officers had to stop to do the countdown for the mm. new year's eve so we stopped <clears throat> i was with other you know passengers that were they were trying to deport So I was there with my handcuffs in the back and I remember when they started doing the countdown with the with their glasses of champagne I just had one tear scrolling down like this is how I'm celebrating my new year's eve like with handcuffs with like a criminal yeah on the verge of getting tossed out yeah. of the country yeah yeah I was like I just had tears scrolling down my my cheeks like this is this is a nightmare this is not happening I, I'm going to wake up or something this is just not possible So they put me in a really cold cell because at that point they take off your jacket and your coat. Oh god. I would have, turn I blue. <laughs> yeah, because they they I guess they think maybe you're going to hang us. I don't know what they think, but they don't want you to have extra clothes whatever. Anyway, so I'm there freezing, begging to have a blank. I don't know if you have ever been in a cell. I wish you have never been there, but it's it's just cement. It's yeah. not like it's not soft. It's <laughs> so not it's cold. soft, it's not warm, it's icy cold. Yeah. So, so I stay there and in the morning they take me to the detention center where I land there like a ghost and I, I just I was just like what am I doing here? What am I doing in jail? Like what did I actually do? And I remember crying in that place like I've never cried in my whole entire life. Sometimes I would just burst into tears. I said this, this is not happening. Why am I here? I mean Yeah, it's a freaking nightmare. Yeah, it was a crazy experience for sure. So yeah, my my arrival here was in was in smooth at all. How, how did you find your way out of the detention center, Crystal? I had to def- to go in front of a judge and and defend myself my right to be here, prove that, you know, I wasn't I was coming in peace. <laughs> like, <laughs> Come in peace. I'm not trying to do anything wrong. I'm horrible. trying to be a prostitute. I'm not, you know, just prove that I deserve to be here. Because at some point immigration officer, I don't again My English was really bad. Even at, when I was going to court, I had a, a translator. But I don't know what he heard during our interview at the airport. He put that my visa was fake. And I, had to, I told the judge, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. He said, no, but it's in your file. I said, no, maybe it is. But you can, he said, can I call your country, the consulate, American embassy then? I said, yeah, you go ahead. Go for it. Call yeah. them. I go back two weeks later. And then he said, okay, you're right. Your visa was really delivered in December, whatever. Okay, now what? What do you want to do? You want to go back or you want to stay? I'm like, it's been like eight months already in jail. I, I mean, I'm going to go back saying what I was doing here, actually. <laughs> like, I should have gone back earlier, right? So I said, no, I'm staying. So, okay, now you have to prove that you have the right to stay. Say, so I'm going to cancel your visa for you now to change your status. Like, whatever you want to do, but I'm not going back like that. That's not yeah. happening. 
<laughs> so yeah, so then I had a court date, had to defend myself against the government lawyer again that is doing his job, trying to kick you out of the country for no just get out of here. We don't trust you, we don't believe you, just go back. So anyway, I won my case in without a lawyer. Again, one of those things that shouldn't have never happened, but happened because in that detention center, all the other detainees that I met there said, you know what? If you have no lawyer, which I didn't have, you're done. There is yeah. no way. There is just no way for you to get out of here. Unless you get lucky, the judge maybe give, give you a bond that you can, your family can afford to pay. And then you go out, try to get a job, get a lawyer and find a way to get your documents. If not, there is no way. Yeah. And the judge gave me $20,000 bond to pay. Where the hell was I supposed to find $20,000? Yeah, exactly. I, I can't put that on my visa card. That's 10 times what they'll let me do. I just do. have 2,500. Yeah. Is that enough? I don't think so. So I had to stay and I had no lawyer. So yeah, I've found a way to get granted the right to stay. That's how I got there. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more, but we're coming <laughs> up on our first break already um, because I these kind of circumstances, it looks like there's no way out and you have nothing mm -hmm. to get your way out. These are like mm -hmm. the moments of surrender from your soul. And so yes. I want to hear the rest of that when we come back from the break. If you are out there listening in on this conversation here, I would encourage you to get your pen and paper and spend a little time, make a list of some of these places in your life where you thought you were between the rock and the hard place. And you didn't have any answers in your brain that said how you could get out. Uh, make a list of those things. And then make a list of the way the solution arrived for you. Because this is part of what your soul brings you, what your higher self brings you uh, to put you on the path to where you're supposed to be. So hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and Tai Chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained 
Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I am here with Christelle Bia again. And um, she, when we left to break, was sitting in a detention cell uh, trying to get her papers to come into the country. So picking up that story, eight months in basically jail, right? I mean, that's nine nine months. Mm -hmm. It's like you were being reborn. Um, But it's a lot of time and it works on your head, I would imagine. How did you keep yourself in a good place to be able to stand in front of the judge and go, okay, I'm, I'm fighting for my stuff as opposed to, okay, I'm whipped and I'll just go back home. You know, when you are in, in a situation and it, it happens to a lot of people, when you go through something, that's not a time where you are ready to take the lessons. You don't think, oh my gosh, let me take note and notice, you know, what I'm learning in from, no, yeah. No, you yeah. don't. You don't feel that way. Yeah. No, that happens. You, you just. Really yes. Exactly. You just. Wa- you just want it to be over. That's all you want. You just yes. want it to be over. Just want to wake up one day and say, "Finally, this is over." So, when I was going to the courtroom that day, I said to people, "I'm. I'm. Easy. If the judge doesn't let me out today, that's it. I'm going back to Cameroon." And other people that I've met there, whether women from maybe South America and all of that, that I met there said, no, some, some of us have been here like for two years. Don't give up. I'm like, I'm, I think I've done everything I could at this point. I'm leaving. So I went to the courtroom that day. Actually, I remember that's going to be, again, I don't know what your beliefs are if you're listening to this, but I'm just sharing my story, right? Before going to bed the night before, I spoke to my dad, he's dead. He passed away in 2008. And I told him, I know you see me here. I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but I just know you see, whatever you are, you are seeing this. And I want you to help me out. I don't know how you're going to make this happen, but I really need your help right now. Just do something. And in the dream, I saw my elder brother, the, the same one that gave me, asked me, okay, let's, let's, help you get out of here. Where do you want to go? I saw him in a dream telling me that is going to help you out. So I woke up that day going to court with a little bit of hope. Mm. It wasn't real hope because it wasn't something tangible. 
right. wasn't something I could really rely on and say for sure the help is going to be me going out because it doesn't mean a lot. It's going to help you out. Help you out with what? Yeah, Maybe exactly. Go, Does it mean you know, I'm staying? Does it mean I'm going back? Exactly. What does help me out mean? Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was there in my mind, but it wasn't something strong enough, but it was just enough to keep me hoping a little bit. When I was there in the courtroom trying to, you know, prove that I'm a good person, right? I'm not trying to hurt anyone. <laughs> not trying to come in peace. No. <laughs> I remember when the judge decided to go, you know, take 10 minutes to make a decision before coming back. They asked me if I wanted to say something before he leaves. And I just spoke from my heart. I just told him, listen, I want to be, I want to be here. I don't want to go back. And there is no way right now I can prove whatever I'm defending myself against for because the government lawyer is going based on the file the guy from or at the airport said or whatever. Right, which is full story, of his right? own preconceptions. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I just said, I want to stay. And I promise I'm going to be a good person. Like, it was, he said, okay, I heard you. He left for 10 minutes and he came back. Before he was coming back in the room, the light went off and went back on. Ah, I love that. <laughs> yes, My guides randomly. will do that too. It's like, Around, we're right here. <laughs> randomly. And the officer that was standing next to me, he looked at me and he's a really nice, really nice uh, officer. He looked at me and he said, are you the one turning off the light right now? And he laughed. <laughs> and I just smiled back, thinking in my head, maybe it's my dad, but who knows, right? It's crazy. Right. And then the judge finally made his decision. And when he ended, he said, go out there and take, take advantage of this opportunity. I really even have tears coming to my And I said, I will. And I'm doing just that. That's beautiful. Doing that just is that. so wonderful. So we kind of teased at the top of the show that there is a conversation mm. that's worth having. What is mm-hmm. the conversation that's the one that's worth having? The conversation happening within yourself. See, when this story, I'm sharing my story now. How could I possibly sustain staying staying nine months in jail if I wasn't holding on to something that I had within myself, Mm -hmm. right? From the outside perspective, it made zero sense. I always had the opportunity during those nine months to sign a single paper and say, I'm going back to Cameroon, right? Yeah, put me on a plane, let's go. Yeah, I'm going back. But the dream I had was bigger than anything I was going through at that moment. So what was inside of me was bigger and stronger than anything that was going, was happening outside of me. Was bigger and stronger even than whatever made sense. Because sometimes we have those dreams or desires for ourselves to, for, to have more in life, to achieve something. And maybe we share that with people. And people give their ideas. And sometimes they really rain on your parade. (laughs) Exactly. And you having those conversations with people and those conversations create another conversation within yourself. That's the conversation we want to pay attention to. Mm. What do you believe in your journey to creating what you want to achieve? 
Are you paying attention to the conversation happening within yourself? Or are you paying more attention to the conversation happening outside? The conversation that the circumstances are having or Mm -hmm. the conversations that people are having, the conversation that your brain is having, telling you what is reasonable to do, what is safe to do, what makes sense to do. That's what I was going to ask you about because I got got two voices in there. Yes. (laughs) And one of them is really abusive at moments. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's the conversation you want to pay attention to. How, you do how, not... how do you distinguish those conversations in your mind, Crystal? What I do to distinguish that convention, what I really teach my clients to do, which again seems doesn't make a lot of sense, but you can absolutely do it. First of all, remember that you are not your thoughts. Whatever conversation is happening is not you. That's mm-hmm. the reason why we say I have thoughts. I was thinking about it. That means you are separate from the thoughts. So when you start having those voice, people say, oh, I'm, I don't know if, no, we think we are our thoughts. That's where the confusion comes from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The moment we realize that, wait a minute. Okay. I'm having thoughts. That means I'm separate from this thought. And we decide consciously to step out of that conversation. We're going to listen to the two voices. Yes. The one saying, this is crazy. Stop it right now. And the other one just murmur, not, not going loud. Tiny That's how you start whisper. distinguish. Yep. Tiny whisper. Exactly. The voice of your soul is really soft. Doesn't try to convince you to do anything. Doesn't try. It doesn't nag you either. Exactly. (laughs) It doesn't come with force. Like you have to stop it. No, it doesn't come like that. So when you, you step out and you start paying attention to that conversation, it's easier for you to identify that voice that is like, stop it right now because you're being ridiculous. It's crazy. Why don't you? you know already that, okay, this is what is happening. This is that voice that is trying to stop me. And this is the other voice. What is the other voice saying? And when you do that exercise, I want you to come from a place of love because also sometimes people want to, to, to um, how do I say that? Push down those negative voices and thoughts. Yeah, because and that doesn't think, work well. <laughs> yeah, we, and we think, we really genuinely think they are there to hurt us. I want to remind us of something. Our brain is wired to keep us safe. That's right. Our brain is not trying to hurt us when it says, stop it. This is ridiculous. It's just trying to keep you safe. You have to keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. Your brain really thinks it's doing the right thing at that moment. When I was um, starting to awaken, I Mm. I started to have a conversation with that side of myself. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, don't do that. It's really dangerous. No, you're going to look like an idiot if you whatever, right? Yeah. (laughs) The really harsh voice. And I had a conversation with it about, you know, maybe, you know, it worked really hard. I could send it on a vacation (laughs) and it agreed to go on vacation. And and it did for an entire week, Mm -hmm. which was nice. I'd never had that kind of peace in my head before. Mm, see, <laughs> but then it came back from vacation <laughs> with like renewed commitment. And I'm like, Oh God, now what do I do with it? Because I tried to send it back on vacation. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I said, well, why won't you go? Because I'm here to protect you. Exactly. I'm like, well, you got a shit way of showing that. <laughs> right? Exactly. And so I started uh, to give it a different job description. Mm-hmm. and treat it more like an employee that was very enthusiastic, but hadn't been trained. Mm-hmm. And it, it works a lot better now that it has a job description of not just keep Zofia safe, but 
keep Zofia happy. Mm. Right. Yes. So let's approach it a little differently. And it, it's done a world of, of good in my mental space, if you will, to mm. have moderated that harsh voice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I love to remind people. Listen, that voice is not trying to harm you. It's not trying to destroy your life. It's trying to keep you safe. So have listened to it with love mm-hmm. and say, I hear you. So what I do with my, my own and uh, when I, is really critical to pay attention because if you do not, you end up acting out of fear, making decisions out of fear or not making any move because right. that's where which courage, is even worse. Exactly. Yeah. That's where courage comes from. Being able to make a decision, even when you are afraid, courage, is not of the absence of fear. So when that voice of, oh my gosh, what if this happens? What if people think we are crazy? What if nobody takes us seriously? What if all these things, Exactly. What I teach people do is say, agree with the voice. Because when you agree with that voice, say you're right. All those things can happen, right? Yeah. We can make a fool of ourselves. We, people can laugh. We can even lose all our money. All of those things, you're right. The moment you possible. say that, yeah. you, the, the resistance lowers. It's like you have an argument with somebody. The more you argue, the more the person is trying to convince you. Yeah, but the moment exactly. you agree with the person, <laughs> the person you know, releases the pressure a little bit. So when you say, I, yeah, everything you say makes sense, absolute sense. All those things can actually happen. But what if, imagine, just think for a second, you show it a different possibility. Like you say, you gave a different assignment. For me, I give it a different possibility because everything you, my brain or that voice is seeing right now is the past experiences, the hurt and the frustration and the pain that came out of it. Now it's just seeing that and trying to act from that place. So now, because our brain is like a computer, you give it command, it will go do exactly what you ask it to do. Yep. After I agree, I relieve, resistance is gone. Now I say, what if, and I give a different perspective. What if we give it a try? And we see what ha- actually happens. Is it mm. an option? And then all of a sudden it starts opening up and even giving you ideas of things you can start trying. Trying, out. exactly. I, I love the what if, because I find that curiosity mm-hmm. is another one of these things that kind of drops the resistance mm. and opens doors. I, I have a Tuesday night group that I call the Sacred Living Lab. Um, Mm. And I call it a lab because it's literally experiments. Let's just try it. Mm. And then we'll see what comes out of that. And then we'll try it again. Or maybe we'll try something else, depending on how we liked the result that happened. Mm. Absolutely. So that's how I deal with that. And that's why I always want to pay attention. Everything that happens when, because you hear a lot of people say, Oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated. My spouse doesn't support me. My family doesn't understand me. All those things. And we feel a certain way. You, I always want to pay attention to how I feel because that's the most important conversation. It doesn't matter what people are saying or people are doing. What matters is how I feel about it. And the moment Mm -hmm. I'm able to manage my emotions around it, to clear out all the stories around it, I come from a different place and now I can handle those situations differently. Now I have the courage to show up and make decisions 
even if I have the support of nobody, even if nobody understands me, even if it makes zero sense, I come from a different place and I'm more courageous to take action. I love that because emotions, a a lot of people are like, well, I want to become enlightened so I don't have emotions. That's not how it works, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Emotions are messengers. They tell you where something's good or something's broken or something's Mm -hmm. not aligned. And so it's important to be dialed into those emotions so you can parse out those messages. So how would, how would someone know, say I'm, I'm walking along through the, the day, how would I know, or what would be the symptoms that I've, I'm not having that conversation when I need to be having that conversation? Anytime you make something you, you make your emotion about someone else or something mm. outside of yourself. You always know that you are having the wrong conversation. The conversation always has to be about you. Because mm. whatever happens is happening in your environment. Maybe you are feeling, because we see life through our experiences, our wounds and all yeah. of the things. Sometimes people do things with no intention to hurt us or to be mean, but we feel hurt. And yes. we think we, they are, we have a story that we create around a simple act somebody, you know, did. That, that probably didn't mean anything to them. And, yeah. you be, the, and the best illustration is when something happens, people in the room react differently. Someone will go off like crazy and be so angry. And, and someone around, next to them be like, why are you making it such a, such a big deal? Yeah. So that's why it's so important to always pay attention to the conversation happening within yourself. When you feel triggered or you make something, your emotions about someone else, know you're having the wrong conversation because that person doesn't make you feel that way. Mm. If you say, this person makes me so angry. No, that's not the person. That's the wrong conversation. <laughs> Go back to the right conversation. Why am I feeling so angry right now? But because they did this, that's not the real story. Because someone else is standing there is not angry. Yeah, if you're saying someone made me feel blah, that that should be a, a flag. Exactly. You already know, okay, now I'm already having the wrong conversation. Why am I feeling this way? I, why am I allowing whatever that person is doing to affect me at this level? Where did I lose my power? What's the story behind here that makes it a trigger to me? I should be able to see a situation and not be triggered. That's the power. That. I love That's that. Real power. Now we're coming up on our second break already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and when we come back, I want to talk about some tips on how you start and maintain that conversation as well as find out how you're putting your work out into the world now, because that's an exciting thing always. Uh, if you're out there listening to us and you made that list earlier, I'd invite you to spend a little bit more time with this piece of paper while we're on the break. And um, kind of take note of what are the conversations in your mind? Can you distinguish your soul's voice from your ego mind's voice? Just spend a little time working on that thought and we'll be right back from the break. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. 
I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here still with Crystal Bia. So picking up on where we left off before the break, uh, how do we kind of make sure we're having that conversation on a regular basis? And maybe when are the most important times to be having that conversation? It's an ongoing conversation. First of all, what I would like to say is that a journey, it's a journey that requires courage because it takes courage to want to look in the mirror. It takes mm-hmm. courage. It's easier to point finger at someone else. Oh, very when much. we have to look at the person in the mirror, and have a conversation with that person, it takes courage. Because it does all of take a sudden, courage, yes. but you're also rewarded immediately with a drop in frustration. Yeah. So <laughs> at least that's my personal experience. <laughs> it's like when I look at it and own it. Yeah. It suddenly you gets feel a lot that way because you have experienced it. But yeah. the people that have not, I remember sometimes I shared that with someone for the first time, a client, they are triggered. Like, what do you mean? You, you, you want to take off responsibility from what people are doing? They feel triggered. Because- well, sure, because they've been used to, they've been raised with the concept that you need to avoid being blamed. Exactly. Which is different from taking responsibility. That's why I say it's a journey that requires courage. So the first step is really to say, I'm ready for this. I'm yeah. ready to own it. All of it. Right? Own, take ex- extreme ownership of how I feel, be responsible of myself mm-hmm. because it's never about anyone. And to answer a question, it's an ongoing conversation. It's not something that you turn on and off. 
<laughs> it's really something that you is you decide to start a journey with yourself. If you want, maybe start that conversation by looking, standing right now in front of your mirror if you can, and talk to yourself. Sometimes even it's even difficult for people to look at themselves in the mirror, not trying to see how they are dressed, not trying mm-hmm. to see if the makeup is looks is good. Right, or the hair is in place. Exactly, yeah. but to look at themselves, to see themselves and have a conversation. That first of all is already a healing process for people. And it takes courage to stay there, even, even if it feels uncomfortable, which it might feel uncomfortable, to look yeah. at yourself and say, now on. We, everything is on us. The way we feel, the way things even happen, it's on us. You decide, you make that decision that you are going to be in charge at any given moment. And all day long, when things happen, somebody cuts you off in traffic. I mean, LA can get crazy here. So, <laughs> so, yeah, people will shoot you for cutting you off in yeah, traffic. Like, <laughs> So if somebody cuts you off in traffic and you are going off, again, it's okay to go off. You are, we are humans, right? Don't, we don't, have emotions. The emotions don't beat don't yourself end. off for yeah. that. It's, never, it's okay. We are here for all of it. We are here yeah. to feel all of it. So you have that emotion. Come back and say, hmm, what's the real story here? Why am I feeling this way? And don't go back to, yeah, but be, because it caught, no, that's not why you feel that way. Because someone else could have laughed at that situation. Yeah, but exactly. But you didn't laugh. You didn't <laughs> laugh. So, okay, what's the real story here? And go deeper. You can even journal on it when you get a chance to park your car, of course. You journal on it and say, why was I so angry? And journal. If you can even start with that person, really, I can't stand people that do these kind of things. Go there without filtering your thoughts, because in that exercise, you will end up going to the bottom of the real story. Yeah. And I find generally to get to the bottom of the real story, it takes a few whys. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Well, because people are jerks. And why <laughs> does that upset you? <laughs> exactly. Well, because it's disrespectful to me. Okay. Why does that feel disrespectful to you? And so mm-hmm. if you keep digging, you'll get mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the yeah. core wound. Because exactly. when I was three, you know, a family member said that I had no value or no worth and that the world would treat me this way. Oh, now we are talking. Now right? we're there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it really has to become a lifestyle. It's like you getting married with, to yourself. It's a commitment. It's not a one-time thing. Like, okay, I'm going to do it Monday through Friday and turn it off for weekends. Let me breathe. No. It's really you staying with yourself present at any given moment with yourself all day, every day at any given moment. And forgiving yourself for the moments when you haven't been able to, right? It's but you like know what? I anything laugh at myself. You're, you're learning, you know, I you're going to screw myself. it up, you know, the first few times. It's how yes. it works. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Remember, we are here to feel all those emotions. There is no way you will reach a place where you never feel emotions again. There is, that means you have nothing else to do here. We or are you've here become to- a sociopath. <laughs> right? That's scary. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. So that's what it takes. Some, and when I say it takes courage, which I really help people to have the courage to show up for themselves like that, it's because sometimes it takes you to places that hurt. 
yeah Sometimes you have to your mind blocked it. out yeah your mind blocked out the story of the little girl that got bullied and created blocked out that memory so now by you deciding to go dig it's scary so you need to have the courage to say i'm doing this because i know i'm in control of my life of my emotions of myself and if someone make me feel a certain way i'm not i lost my power somewhere where and when did that happen i'm yes. going to find out and release that to come exactly. back to my power to the place where i can look at that same person doing the same crazy thing and laugh mm. because i genuinely don't care or feel sorry for them so you have some stuff coming up in june here would you like to share a little bit about your online retreat Absolutely. Have a, an online retreat right now. It's going to be online because, you know, we're still trying to adjust to the new norm. Get the get COVID <laughs> gone. Yes. <yeah. laughs> so I have an online retreat that, that will take place June 26 and 27. It's a two-day retreat where we are going to really go deep into these things to allow you to step back into your power and find the courage to show up for yourself that way. Show up and have those important conversations happening within yourself and making yes. the right decisions for yourself, not from mm -hmm. a place of fear, not from a place of expecting people to act a certain way in order for you to be a certain yeah. way. Or you're achieve you're never going to control the world that way. Exactly. No. <laughs> so that's what we are going to do during the retreat, really helping women get back into their power for them to be able to show up with courage when things don't go the right way, when things don't go as expected, when people don't, don't support us the way we expected, even when sometimes we stopped believing in ourselves because we forgot who we are. During that retreat, we are going to walk through all of that because we want that. to make sure <laughs> that you are full in your power and that you show up in life with the courage. Yes, it's giving Knowing. me goosebumps over here. Yes. So what you want to do, that pen and paper that you have, come in handy right now. You want to go to mm -hmm. sovereignself.media, sovereignself.media. And Christelle's registration for, the, for her online retreat will be right up there, as well as her free gift. And so tell us a little bit about your free gift. Yes, the free gift is uh, just a taste of you know, what we are going to experience in during the retreat. And really because I want to first help people to see these things that can be hard when you hear them from the first time, it can be hard to assimilate. So I want to offer a 30 minutes consultation call that will just give clarity around the stories that are holding you back, that are stopping you from showing up for yourself in life. So during those 30 minutes, it's really powerful, the results. Sometimes people are blown like, whoa, this was more than that. I bargained for. Right? <laughs> exactly. So that's what I have as gift for your listeners. And I'm really happy to meet them. Okay, beautiful. So again, if you're interested in engaging in either of those opportunities, it's sovereignself.media. That's S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-S-E-L-F, sovereignself.media. And uh, you can take advantage of one or both of those generous offers from Christelle. So before we call this a, a wrap here, Christelle, what are kind of your, your last words of wisdom or maybe a, a quick story on how, you, what brought you to how important this conversation is? What brought me to how important this conversation is, is 
going through all the experiences, one of them that I shared with you at the beginning of this show, I realized that if people, if I keep expecting people or the system or things around me to be a certain way, I will never really have what I want in life. I wanted more in life. I wanted a certain life and I didn't want it to depend on anyone. So I decided, how can I be in control? How can I make sure that whatever happens, whatever people do or don't do, I still have the opportunity to achieve what I want in this life. And that's how I started that journey. Mm. A courageous journey because through that journey, I had to let go of a lot of things. Uh, yes, because they don't let you take anything into detention. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. So I had to let go of, of a lot of things. And most of the things I had to let go of were the stories mm. that I had created. And that were actually the real reasons why I wasn't showing up fully. I thought I wasn't showing up fully, not playing full out because people were not supporting me, because the conditions were not right, because I didn't have enough money. But when I shifted that story, everything changed. Now I'm not afraid to show up. Even when I'm afraid, I hold myself and I say, we got this and we go do it afraid. Yes. And I was sharing with you at the beginning of this show that I just landed an amazing opportunity to have my own talk show on TV. And it was not something that was not scary. It was scary to pitch my idea in front of hundreds of people. It was, I have never pitched a TV show idea in the US, right? Yeah. And they didn't say yes the first time. They said yes the fifth time. There you go. <laughs> even when I was on the crowd, I had the courage to stand back up and go back do try again. Why? One of my favorite, one of my very favorite quotes is fear is the door you need to walk through to get to your dreams. Absolutely. So that's my final word. Have the courage to start that journey where you take back control of your life and you start showing up for yourself the way you deserve because you have what it takes to create anything you want in this lifetime. Oh, that's wonderful. Ooh, more goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's, it's interesting how we hide these beautiful, wonderful gems from ourselves behind these doors of fear or uncertainty or I'm not enough. And it, when you turn and face that door and you look it really squarely in the eye, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And it swings open more easily than you realized it would. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Ah, so what is kind of your guiding bit of wisdom that you live your life by? There is always a way. Mm. When I'm, I want to do something, I had no clue how to do it. I want to open up to the possibility. So I say to myself, to my higher self, to my guides, whatever you believe in, I say, I know there is a way. Show me what it looks like. That's right. Lead me there. That's beautiful. Mm. On that note, I'm going to thank you so much for joining us today. And I'd like to thank all the listeners out there as well for joining us today. I have this show for you guys. 
so that you know that there is a way. Someone has walked a very similar path to what you're experiencing right now. And it's okay. It's survivable. We'll be your little earth angel who says, sister, all will be well. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 